Hi, hey, hi. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? Welcome to another episode of the Adult Puzzle Podcast. And it's me, Lavender, along with Lala Day. Say hi, Lala Yes, Day. yes. Hi. <laughs> hi, everyone. I feel like last episode, we were going through it. Oh. But this episode, I think, I think I'm, I'm coming back to myself. <laughs> it's been a yeah. good-ish week. It has. What, what's happened? What's happened? Let us know how you feel. Um, honestly, nothing spectacular. I will say this. I have caught up on sleep every single day this week. I haven't Thank worked out God. as much, but sleep, we've got that shit on check this week. So I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Also, Summer Walker, just like, is that how to pronounce her name? Walker? Yo, I listened to half of the album. Yo. <laughs> I, I I know I'm supposed to rep for the patriarchy, <laughs> but God, what did that nigga do? There were some lines. In fact, hold up. Can you just like give me two seconds? And mm-hmm. there's some summer walker lines that I caught during the yeah while I was listening, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Lord have mercy. Who annoyed this chick so much? Let's see if I can find. Let's see if I can find any other woman. But what do you think about the album overall? I like it like so far. I think I'm on, um, maybe like screwing. So I'm a, I'm close to the end. I haven't finished it. I did listen to Sierra's prayer first. No, everyone was talking about it. I was like, "Ooh, child, I'm writing some things down." But I think it's it's good so far. I really like it. I really do. I mean, Summer is my she's my babe. I love her so much. But the album was good. You know what? Let me even just read what she put as a description. Um, I think she put it somewhere, and it says, "Take this opportunity to learn from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to guess if something is love." Love is shown through act. Love is shown through actions. Stop making excuses for people who don't show up for you. Don't ignore the red flags, and don't think you have to stay somewhere because you can't find better. You can and you will. Don't settle for less. You don't deserve it, and neither does your family. That was some Walker. She said, "Yeah, she said all that," and. I kind of feel she she's one of those people who are extremely gifted in expressing themselves in the music, like the yeah. detail. Oh, it's yeah, cool. it's a good album so far. Sha. I it finished, is, but it's- and it's crazy because like there are even things that she said that I had to catch myself. I was like, oh shoot, child, maybe you were a little toxic, but now we know. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> No, now we know. <laughs> I I give it well. Yes, now we know, but I must say that a lot of females. Again, is it possible to be with someone toxic and not like pick off pick up some bad habits? Like, how close can you be to a fire and not get burnt or smell of smoke? Like. You understand what I'm saying? Like, are you saying is it possible to be in something toxic and not know you're in a toxic situation? Is that the no? Question? I mean, I'm not exhibit like toxic traits. I don't oh, do toxic not start shit. To pick up on that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I I think like I get what you're saying. It's very hard to not pick up on some certain traits, especially mm-hmm. if like, and it's crazy because 
you pick up on what your partner gives you. Exactly. Like, because sometimes you might even just be caught in the cycle of reaction mode, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And I found that happened to me. Yes. Yes. I agree. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if you're... If you're... <laughs> Let me know what I tell you. I was oh, in my Lord. feelings today. <laughs> Yo, uh, it, it, it is what it is. So if you're trying to match, if you're trying to match the energy in the room, mm-hmm. it, everybody just ends up being toxic. And yes, there are levels to toxicity yeah. and all that. But like, I'm just saying, because to your earlier point, some things that she has done in the past, from what we've seen, I'm like, mm. Summer, you need to simmer down, you know? No, I was even talking about myself. I'm, like, listening to the album. I picked mm-hmm. up on things that I was like, oh, shoot, child. Oh, you're talking maybe about I you? was being toxic. Yeah, like, maybe I was a toxic person. But I do mm. agree with you. I think it's hard to be in a toxic situation mm. and not, like, pick up on toxic traits. And And we're generalizing here, but not even, like, it doesn't even have to be like extreme toxicity. It might just be like your partner does something that you don't like. It's not a good habit. But instead of you like saying something or walking away, you you try and figure out like, okay, how do I cancel it out by doing that thing even more mm. to like irritate the person? Yeah, it's it definitely can be a cycle. The whole toxicity, whatever that is. But she she, she definitely she definitely is good. She definitely she is. is. Good. And shout out to Sierra, man. I mean, I think Sierra finding Russell really helped a lot of, um, really helped a lot of young black women gain perspective to what you need or what you should want in a man. Because I never said, and and I've always hated the idea of certain females that feel like I want my nigga to be bad. I want my nigga to I'm like, is that really what you want? Like, I feel like sometimes a woman, even though I'm just speaking from, I'm speaking from what I feel, you Mm -hmm. know, even though they think that there is there is uh there is something exciting in danger and all that. I'm like, are you sure peace doesn't feel better? Are you sure <laughs> comfort doesn't feel better? Like we are just some questions where I'm like, I get uh, the whole excitement and adrenaline with danger, but are you sure <laughs> there's no joy in peace? Are you sure that I'm like, but shout out to all the women who like that kind of lifestyle, but shout out. <laughs> Or a bigger shout out to Sierra for showing that, yo, I'm good over here. Like, God loves us, beautiful family, a man that respects God. He goes to work, comes back home. You know, he's on that wavelength with her. They both understand the beauty in appreciation, affirmation, you know, man. Yeah, I will say this. I, I definitely agree with you. Peace is much better. I, I don't think I like bad boys, but lately I've hmm. been seeing hmm. like stop, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Lamide. I've kept quiet. I've kept quiet. Lips sealed. Zip. Mm. Lately, I've been seeing like why people mm-hmm. might want to give certain type of men like the time of day or why it's it, there's something there's something intriguing there about, definitely is something there which is why yes. i say i know i get it i get <laughs> the whole i get the whole there's something there maybe i'm not mm-hmm. able to word it like perfectly yeah but there is something there in fact for based solely on the fact that there are a lot of examples of people in that kind of situation it shows yeah. there's a pattern and it shows there's actually something exciting about danger or something exciting about <laughs> danger let's go to walk uh, with you with a gun against your head <laughs> serious serious red flag serious red flag <laughs> i now know nobody's gonna do that but yeah there's certain red flags that you're like okay sis that, that, some yeah. of them even like red flags that's my problem like i don't get it then you know you not see them on twitter um if he doesn't do 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 red flag boy you still give him your number you still follow him to the club you still, and, and then I, two weeks later niggas say two, shit <laughs> you understand what i mean i'm like y'all 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 like, you're cracking me up because i don't get it and it's a continuous cycle it's a continuous pattern. It's a, and I'm like, yo. Today, we're not going to yeah. be talking about relationships. No, nothing no, like that. Nothing related. <laughs> <laughs> but we are talking about hunting, which, okay, that, that, that makes it sound very animalistic. <laughs> <laughs> but our topic for today is job hunting. Um, Oof. How to go about getting yourself a job nine to five to be specific. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, let's 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 start it off. What was that process like for you for your first job, Lavadi? I mean, can I just say that the uncertainty of it all was mm-hmm. what scared me the most? Like yep. just because in my own environment, Lagos, Nigeria the competition is Lagos, Nigeria is the most populated country in Africa. And, you know, the, the, the competition alone, the rate of unemployment is through the roof, you know, and that whole anticipation, that whole uncertainty, do I apply? Do I not apply? Will I get it if I apply or will I not get it? You know, and all the other mini, mini factors mm-hmm. stressed me out, like threw me off. But the first time I applied for a job, hmm, and this is just application, whether I got it or not is not the question here. It's a different question at the time. But the first time I applied, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was fully confident in my resume i would say i just like probably sat down on the computer one day this is me i I don't think first time i applied i had a full understanding of what a resume should look Mm -hmm. like positioning wording and stuff like that to make yourself the top one percent of the one percent that gets chosen i don't think i understood all that i just knew that my name had to be there i slapped my name on there Mm -hmm. i slapped my address on there i slapped my education no matter how basic it was on there, 
I put my, uh, yeah, what else did he have? I had my experience, okay, work experience, no matter how small that was. So you can imagine for my first job, what would my work experience be? So yeah, I just put everything in as, as I could in there and I sent it in, like I just did, you know? And yeah, it, it was tedious, it was stressful, but I didn't put too much thought into it yeah you know I just did I think, it yeah, I think I, I think so it. too for me like I definitely applied for a lot of jobs before mm-hmm. I actually started to get some progress on callbacks and I had to keep changing my resume mm. based on um feedback that I had gotten from like interviewers and that's how my my resume kept getting better if not i think mm-hmm. i would still been jobless till now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wait but i have a question for you though you had mentioned that whether or not and i think this this applies to both of us like whether or not we got the job or not we were mm-hmm. just applying so yeah. assumption is that's like a lot of people so as before you actually get a job you're unemployed mm-hmm. whatever state that is mm-hmm. um what would you say is because when i was growing up like I hadn't really deeped how unemployment is such a thing. And unemployment is not even a bad thing. It's just you don't have a job, right? And Mm -hmm. you're at the point in your life where you you typically would want a job, but you you don't have one for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. What do you think, like, causes that in Nigeria? And I I can speak a lot to here as well. But what do you think causes unemployment overall? Um, The first thing I would say is the ratio of availability to the competition. So the first question is how many jobs are realistically available and how many people are applying? Because of because over time we failed to get the basics right in Nigeria. So let's say the universities are churning out five million graduates every year. I'm not sure about this number. Mm-hmm. But sounds about right. Sounds about right. Five million, right? Right. Um, the amount of available jobs may not be more than seven hundred thousand that you would consider. I'm not talking about menial jobs now. I'm talking about like corporate and stuff that you would be proud to say. Oh hi mom, I got a job or I'm working here and there. They might not be up to yeah, seven hundred thousand nationally, in my opinion. And um that's one. Mm-hmm. Two would be the skill sets. So what they are being taught might not be necessarily what is required. You understand? I mean? So you, you look through the job sites or whatever and you see, you see a job, you're excited, you click on it, you see the description, you're like, cool, and you not see the required skills. You not start seeing things like masters, MBA. <laughs> you not start seeing like 10 years experience in- Oh my it, gosh, yeah. <laughs> in something that you've never heard of before, must be able to do, and you just get discouraged. You're like, why bother even, you know, applying mm-hmm. for something that, half of it you've never heard before you know what i mean so that is two three would also be 
Unemployment is it's a I want to say it's a it's embedded in I don't know how to word this perfectly. It I would say it's embedded in our DNA from early, like Nigeria mm. as a whole. Like Explain there has been you. no yes, I will. I'll try my best. There has been no attempt, like genuine attempt to remove that or bridge that gap between unemployment and employment. The government will tell you they have making attempts by providing so so, so jobs. But every time you try and create a scheme or you quote unquote provide an opportunity for people to get those jobs, are you empowering people with the necessary um, skill sets to get there? Are you making the resources available for people to, you know, do for people that do apply to be able to get those like results in terms of like employment and offer letters? Yeah. Are you genuinely picking the right people for the job or just putting training your family members there because yo, my younger brother just finished from um whatever university, even though it's a third class, he's my younger brother, he needs to get in. So I think foundational wise the system genuinely does not promote pro-employment yeah when you break everything down to the nitty-gritty the system favors unemployment than employment if people want to be honest and look inwards you know what i mean if yeah yeah, I just feel, yeah, those three, I think, those three. The ratio of unavailability to uh, to availability of jobs, um, skill sets, and just foundational mentality of the entire space, which is Lagos, Nigeria, or Nigeria as a whole. Yeah. yeah. How about I agree. You? I think it's the same, if, if we're being honest, like the, the barrier of entry is very very high especially at that period where you're just an entry level you just graduated from school and then the mm-hmm. requirements are three years of masters or whatever i remember there was one point where i was thinking okay i have my undergraduate degree but it doesn't seem like this year is going to do much for me mm-hmm. like how am i even going to have money to like keep mm-hmm. progressing to get more degrees yeah it was weird so barriers of entry for sure. Um, I think you also mentioned this as as well, just the whole like nepotism. I think that's what it's called, where mm-hmm. you're especially for entry level, especially for entry level. And I, I I do think, and maybe it's wrong in different countries, but I think in the States, it's mm-hmm. easier to get a job when you have a job. And this is within corporate itself. But getting in is the hardest, just from my experience as well. And I think part of the reason why is as an entry level if we're being honest, the requirements are much lower, expectations are much lower. So chances of you pulling in your cousin that has no idea what to do or mm-hmm. your sister-in-law, like it's so much easier. And I, mm-hmm. I I do think that happens a lot. And then overall, I would say economy pl- ties into this. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah. Like it does. Mm-hmm. 
what yeah. what would you say um like when you're looking for a job what does mm -hmm. that take like finding the right job like what what goes into that you know yeah what goes into that process so i'll be honest and i'm just speaking from experience my mm -hmm. first job that i landed Mm -hmm. I was approaching it from the mindset of, I just want to get experience. Okay. Experience and money. Let's be real. Mm. <laughs> I want to get experience. I want to get um, money. I wasn't really approaching it of like, oh, is this the right job for me? Is this going to be like a good experience? Am I going to love this in years to come? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, however, when I was walking that job, looking at like what I had versus what I wanted was so much mm -hmm. easier. So at that time, finding the right job was what would I enjoy on a day-to-day -day basis? Like even mm -hmm. when things are challenging, mm -hmm. what's going to pay me my worth? Mm -hmm. um, is it in the right like industry environment for me? Um, I think those are the big ones. So day-to-day, -day, like would I like this? Mm -hmm. Money. How much mm -hmm. are they going to pay me? Mm -hmm. And just the environment overall, is it conducive for me? That was kind of how I was approaching it from that mindset. This was my second job. Right now, I'm more so thinking about like still the money, like what's going to compensate me to my work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I want something that's more like flexible. Like, okay, I've, I've experienced this work from home life. I really like it. I don't want to work from home. Um, 100%. So if I'm looking for like my next right job, it would be something that has that flexibility. Culture is also very important. And I think another thing that has now been added to my list of what takes to find mm. the right job is environment. So like location, because um, I'm thinking of, you know, moving, but where's the next hub that I would feel like, okay, after work on Friday, mm -hmm. I'm able to do a lot in the environment. And it's not just like, work that is my life you know but how about mm -hmm. you um i think maybe again i didn't know i knew this pretty early but maybe not as early as i wanted to mm -hmm. but finding the right job i think no matter what it is right let it be mm -hmm. in line with your short-term plan or long-term plan you know, mm -hmm. let it be in line with what where you see yourself or the field you see yourself. I think, but again, my environment did not afford a lot of people that opportunity because you need the money to your point. Mm -hmm. You need the experience so that at least you can have something in your resume for yeah. eventually when you do move on to something else, you know? Yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, so... So the real question now, I think I would say experience, what I want to learn mm -hmm. is important to me. Like I, I look at that, what environment it is in and what I can hopefully take away from that environment. That's a mm -hmm. big deal. Um, the pay, yeah. But again, I have been fortunate. My parents... We're not we're not Bill Gates rich, but my parents shielded me from taking jobs from the mindset of taking jobs because of money. Mm -hmm. So it's even funny my relationship with money. I've never wanted 
granted like that whole big lifestyle is good but i've never looked at money the way most people look at money like because they want to go flex in a club or something or go flex and buy out yeah, that's like, me too yeah you know i've never, I've never looked at that money way. that yeah i've never seen money that way you know money is just if i want to be comfortable i should be able I to be comfortable i was just gonna say that i was just gonna say that like money in my head is what gives me comfort in 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 the sense of like as long as i'm living within my means comfortably yeah. that's mm-hmm. good for me that yeah. like culture yeah you guys yeah, can find that to yourself you know exactly yeah. so that's just me so yeah maybe money i yeah i take into consideration the money aspect of it um culture so we're pretty much on the same page culture too i think there are just some places that i don't want to i don't want to work there you know when you hear because you do your research so exactly this point is good if you're applying for a job try your possible best to do the research go online type the name of the company in there they'll probably be one or two people that have talked about that company online mm-hmm. try and see the environment you're getting yourself into it's important because you and you, you might get into a place where you know you're working yeah. let's assume the pay is even good and all that but you're just not happy with the way things are done let's even say the general values of the company don't sit right with you mm-hmm. why subject yourself to that a year or six months of that kind of feeling so yeah it's important i think yeah maybe culture research money experience yeah yeah that's actually a good a good point because doing research on the company i think that was something i learned after my first interview when i couldn't answer certain questions so what would you say are some certain application tips like applying for a job what should you be doing <laughs> first point again like we just said so i'm happy even flows directly it's research do your uh-huh. research it's yeah. very important um the second would be uh try and look for a way to make your application stand out so if it's an interview make sure it's memorable if it's an online application make sure your your document stands out and cool another angle would be you know i don't know saying asking an important question that you know nobody would ask on a normal day you know my whole point is just make yourself memorable in a mm-hmm. good way not in a bad way so yeah making your application stand out however you want to do that um my third thing would be um try to try to um get enough um soft skills that can help you that that you can add in your application that would help you in the job so soft skills would be like maybe negotiation, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Just read far and wide into soft skills, what they mean and how how many you can train yourself in. Because sometimes those intangibles, 
are what in the long run stands you out in the job. So you might you might get a question one day in the office, who can do so 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 who can negotiate a contract, whatever, because maybe the person that usually does it isn't available. If you step up in that instance, you gain the respect of your colleagues and respect of your supervisor. So stuff like that. I think, yeah, basically. So mine, yeah. I think, would be don't put in your resume what you can defend. I hmm. do understand like a few exaggerations, white lies, or like we like mm-hmm. to call it. But if you ask, cannot code Java, don't put Java coding in there. Don't. <laughs> um, the second one for your resume is try not to have it too wordy because mm-hmm. people will not read an essay. Like, yeah, you have it looks long. It looks like you've done something, but if it's if it's literally a textbook, they're not gonna read through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, be personable. I think that's so important. Prep, practice before an interview. Please do. It makes a huge difference, like practicing. You may think, oh, I know my resume front and back, but it's different when you're practicing for prompts and questions mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. going to have than when you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say try to find a balance of not ranting too much and yep. not just like having one-worders. Like have that middle ground where you're defending your answers with like reasonable stories examples but you're not mm-hmm. telling them about all the stories that has happened in your entire office and the work just and everything so just mm-hmm. find that good balance yeah and also can i just add one more so for mm-hmm. those in the technical field like you're an engineer or you're a developer or something try and use data-based or data-influenced um yeah. um points right so don't just be like you can do something be like um i was able to convert um 50 percent of the you know whatever to generate whatever you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i was able to raise the efficiency code efficiency or something from 40 to 90 percent i was able to generate they like numbers right so Mm -hmm. use data-based um uh facts or scenarios to you know back up your points yeah in your application that helps that helps. yeah technical sure. people like same numbers so that helps yeah i agree do you have any interview tips um i think the ones we just mentioned like fiscal interviews yeah yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of them are applicable the other yeah, a lot of them, the one yeah. yeah the one i didn't say i would that comes to mind is be mindful about how you speak about yourself, the teams you've worked with, and your previous employers, because mm. it might seem like, oh, you want to work at this company, so you're just going to try and undermine the current company that you're working at, so they, they bring you over, but that looks mm-hmm. bad on you. Um, and if you're one person that it's very obvious that you're just all about you, 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 you don't talk about your team experience, how you collaborate, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that, that might rub off on certain interviewers the wrong way so just be mindful about how you speak about yourself your previous employers co-workers and things like that yeah i think everything we said prior definitely works for interviews too as well i think the only thing i want to add is dress appropriately (laughs) yeah you, 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 you know don't listen to all those people that say um 
Yeah, it's what is in your mind, bullshit, or what is coming out <laughs> from your mouth. Dress appropriately. First look impression good. matters a lot. It does. Look, look good. You're going for an interview. You have a beard on, yes, but you know you want to trim that thing to perfection. You want to make it super neat. You want to, you know, if you have on an afro, make it the sexiest looking afro there is. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't <laughs> yeah. be. Don't be stuck in your ways, maybe because of fashion or whatnot, going into an interview, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Well, this might sound controversial, but if you have tattoos, and just because you're uncertain, again, maybe after doing your research, you should know what you're going to meet. But if you're uncertain of who is sitting on the other side of the table, if I have tattoos on my arms and stuff, maybe wearing a long sleeve is not entirely a bad idea. I don't know. I... Yes, you want to present how you are yeah. to them, but just because of the uncertainty or certainty of the other person, like you don't want to be... You would be lying to yourself if you think those biases do not exist in the workplace. They do. No matter how. So They do, Yeah. In protecting yeah. yourself from missing out from an opportunity, I would say if they're coverable in terms of like sleeve and stuff, just do that. I'm sure if they see them while you're working, they won't fire you because you have a tattoo. Do you get what I'm saying? But it would pain you to know that you didn't get the job because the person saw so many tattoos on your arms. I felt, mm, I don't know, are you a wild card, that kind of person, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So. I was going to say, it depends. And I know it's different in Nigeria because tattoos are looked, up, looked at a certain way compared to here. It depends on the industry you're in. That's one. The second thing is it depends on what your tattoo is saying. If your tattoo is saying fuck nigger hoe or some stuff like that, mm-hmm. cover that shit up. <laughs> like, cover it up. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it it really depends, and I, and I think it's, the reason why I think it depends is because it's not just tattoos. I think if you're talking about like physical appearance, you might start to venture into a okay, how much is too far? So, for example, as a person of color, a black girl, are you saying I can't have my afro out? Like, and I think those are the realms where, to your point, as long as you look kept and doesn't just look like you're ruling out a bed you're good but there are some biases there and and some of those biases there's nothing you can do about it maybe that just shows that you're not supposed to work there because if as a as a black girl in a company me walking in with braids or with my afro is going to be like I'm unprofessional guess what I don't want to be there because I don't feel safe so it really depends I I would say and just in the day and age that we're in I would say going for an interview, especially in the States and in Nigeria, you don't really have those like biases. I mean, you do have some, but not the ones that we have here, like the race one and stuff. But if you're going in for an interview, go in as professional as possible. Like go in looking professional. Professionalism does not mean do not be yourself as right. a black girl. Right. Very, very correct. Don't yeah. change your 
individuality don't change your culture don't change yourself like i'm not gonna go and flat iron my hair if i didn't want to because i felt like that was the way for me to be accepted and i don't i don't think anyone should do that and in i fact, think thinking more about it now i don't know whether i should take back what i said about the tattoos no I, the thing is i get where you're coming from yeah it's because like, yeah i know what i'm trying to say but yeah. i don't know if people might get it my my thing is to protect your yeah, I've said you as best as I could. No, <laughs> it makes it, sense it. because yeah, you're right. They yeah. are biases. And that is something that you as an individual, you're not going to change. You're not going to walk in and be like, I have a tattoo. But just so you know, I'm like, you're not going to do all of that. No. That person already thinks like tattoos are from the devil, right? right? So Yeah. But I will say that I think... If somebody, if you walk into a meeting and the person that's interviewing you sees a tattoo and automatically thinks the worst of you, maybe you're not supposed to work there. Because guess what? When you do show up with a short sleeve and your tattoo is showing, are they going to mm-hmm. treat you worse? Right? I agree. I yeah. agree. So it does depend because it really varies on in the industry. Like I said, I do think if your tattoo is saying some wild ass shit, cover that thing up cover it up every single day of your work because that's not professional if you have I agree. yeah yeah how, so how do you how do you how do you know your worth as a as, as an applicant or what you should be paid you, you know people say negotiating salaries for people that have mm. the, privilege, the privilege of that or and i know you have a, like a lot of experience in this area yeah. like to share how do you know your worth the first yeah. level and what you should be paid like how, how how do you how do you get yeah how do you get into that yeah yeah okay so knowing my worth I didn't know that in the beginning and I think I still kind of battle with it because the more experience you have the more milestones you hit in your in your career mm-hmm. the more your worth grows and if I were to switch industries right now I'm not going to be worth the exact same thing I'm worth in my industry so it varies mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that out there also I'm going to say guys I'm a Libra so <laughs> life is not black or white just gonna put that out there but how did I know my worth entering into my entry-level um internship I didn't know I heard a dollar amount and I was like shit it's higher than minimum wage and minimum wage in California is between I think $12 to $15 an hour so okay. guys do the math it was higher than that and in my head I was like yeah so entering in it the, I didn't know my worth I just heard a dollar amount that sounded attractive to me and I and I went for about it mm. however when I was working me and one of my coworkers and he was an intern too we started having a conversation about salary and I found out that he was getting paid slightly less than hmm. I was. And that's when, and I actually got in trouble for telling him that. But I would say this, guys. Do not hide, especially from your friends and your closeness. If somebody's just trying to find out how much you weigh, just how much you, did I say weigh, how much hmm. you get paid just to be spiteful, don't mm-hmm. tolerate that. But if a friend genuinely wants to know how much you, you get earned because they're trying to figure out their worth, Please mm-hmm. let them know because that's how you're going to be able to be paid your worth, especially in the private field in the U.S. So back to my story. When he found out I was getting paid more than him, he found mm-hmm. like a whole HR thing. It, w- it was it was a pretty big deal. And mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I feel mm-hmm. like I would have done the same, right? Because we were doing the same 
quote unquote job description. I think I was doing slightly more for being honest. You know what you were doing. <laughs> um, but um, we were doing the same job description. We had the same title. So why was I getting paid slightly more than mm-hmm. him? I came to find out because I had a conversation with my boss at the time and he was really, he, I loved him so much, but he was like, Lola, the reason why you got paid more is because you had this prior experience that he doesn't have. Mm. You have, you, cause I, at the time I was a senior in college and he was a, he was a sophomore. Mm. And apparently those additional classes that I had, I had taken had given me. And I think that's why I was able to do more in the lab because I had gotten through certain um, experiments in my like school that mm-hmm. I, we were doing in the lab that he mm-hmm. hadn't got into. So things like mm-hmm. that. So back to your question, how do you know your worth? Do your research, like do your freaking research, find out for this job based on the criteria that they're asking for, based on the requirements, how much do I bring to the table based on all of that, right? If they're asking mm-hmm. for five things and you bring all five, you bet you they need to be paying you at the upper limit of the salary range if they're asking for five five things and you have two maybe you're not at the upper limits maybe you're like entry level and how you how you know that upper lower limits like the range is in the u.s we have a bunch of tools like online tools that just show you an average of how much you're worth and you do have to compare because some things might be way far-fetched like way far out and some things might be low-balling you low-balling you you have to like actually do your research on okay as a software engineer in san francisco how much am i getting paid how much is Google paying how much is microsoft paying how much is zoom paying and then do do the average so that way you know where to fit yourself so do your research ask around ask around and back to my initial quite like statement before if you're someone that has the luxury of having a job that is paying you and somebody else wants to know that information if it's somebody that you care about somebody that is in your safe comfortable circle do not hold that information back because that's the information that person needs to be able to advocate for themselves in whatever Mm. interview they're they're going so ask around and i think one thing I will say is I have a I have a rule for myself. Whenever I go through like an interview process and I get to the point of compensation, I never say yes to the first offer. Never. Mm. And I don't think I'm not out here telling everybody like, okay, reject every offer. No, I do think you not saying yes to the offer. And when I say I never say yes to the first offer is they say, oh, hey, we like you. We think you're amazing. We would like to offer you just putting a salary amount out there. We'd like to offer you 80 grand for this. I'm not just like, oh my gosh, yes, thank you so much. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It would be more so about, wow, I, I really appreciate the offer. Can I get some time to think on it? All right. That time you're getting to think on it, go and do backup research, right? Really, really drill down on that research. Ask the people that you know that work at the company. They're offering me 80K. Is that aligning with what they're offering you? Or go and do your research in the companies around. This company's offering 80K. If a, if a competitor company is trying to hire me, are they going to offer me 80K or, or, or not? If you find out, okay, yes, it's a fair salary, then go back to them and say, I really appreciate this offer. I'm very excited to join your team. I would like to take it. If you think, okay, no, they're lowballing you, come back with the justification 
and with the defense that you need to be able to ask for more. And I say that because I think that's where people get into a slippery slope. And I have seen people just like pull, push themselves to the wall where they're just asking for more without any like justifiable reason. Hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. every time I've gone back to ask an employer for more, it's been based on my facts, right. Of like, okay, based on doing research in this industry, somebody with four years of experience is earning 90 K. I believe I have just as much value as those people. And I want to be compensated for my value, which is why I think I should be offered 90 K. You don't have to word it that way, but something along the lines of that. Or you can say something like, I understand that you pay people within the company with the same position, 90 mm-hmm. and I would like mm-hmm. to be compensated equally to how people within the company are being compensated. You know, come back with your facts. And if it's multiple things, come back with those multiple things and don't be scared to ask for more. I think as a woman, one, as a black woman, two, it's something that we shy away from because we feel like the first offer was already good. Like good. they they already spared me enough to give me something. Let me just take it and shut up. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. you're worth so much, boo. Like you are worth so much and you need to advocate for that. And I sound so passionate because, I mean, I've been in the industry for almost four years now, but within those four years, I've actually grown to understand like the value of standing up for yourself. And I promise you, if you do it the right way, those people would respect the shit out of you. Like, because they see you as this, this girl, she knows her worth. And (laughs) also I'm going to add this here, ask for your worth and prove that shit. Like in a way that their jaws would drop. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They initially feel like, okay, yeah, this girl, we can't, she, she's a superstar, that type of thing. Yeah, I can't afford to lose her. Don't go negotiate a very good or competitive <laughs> salary and then underperform. I mean, exactly. behind because closed doors, they'll be talking and they'll be like, yo, you made us do all this and you're not exactly. even Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I will say this, my last point on this, I think negotiation doesn't stop when you get an offer. You can also negotiate as your work um, responsibilities pile on. I think that's also a good time to, mm, it's, not, it's, it's, it's less of negotiating, like I want this. It's more so of, hey, I'm doing such a good job. My reviews have said this and this and this. Since I started working, this and this and this have been added to my plate. I think I deserve to be, compensated to match my new um work responsibilities right something like that like don't be afraid to ask for what you were doing because it's your worth at the end of Mm -hmm. the day right you're putting Mm -hmm. in work yeah because you know you like the job you but let's be real for the money so (laughs) ask for it (laughs) yeah 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 very 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 valid points you mentioned i love all of them in fact not nothing to add. I think <laughs> I agree completely with everything you said. And yeah, I think what I really want to know now is why do employers just find it hard to pay what you're worth? What what could be their own reason <laughs> for not wanting um, to pay me what I'm worth? 
<laughs> what, 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 what can we say is their line of thoughts? I think Simply they're trying to save money. On the surface of, yes, I was just about to say that. That's saving money and greed. Greed. Those are my own. Yeah, yeah greed. Because how else can we defend the idea? I think I, yeah. I might even feel comfortable enough saying, we know what you're worth, mm-hmm. but we can't afford that. Can you compromise and what is your bottom line? Let's be clear from the beginning that, okay, if you do compromise, it was a discussion that was had, but they will know at the back of their mind that they are gaining. Do you understand what I mean? There's, there, there, there's, there's beauty in them knowing that, yo, I had to compromise to be here. So in their mind, they are looking at you like the at you like the holy grail that yeah. she was able to you know come down to our level so the respect is even different the way they would talk to you yeah the way they I would agree. address you yeah. so when in future because of your impact maybe you've been able to raise the company's revenue to a certain degree because of your influence and your work when it's now time for renegotiation if you slam the figure at them mm-hmm. there's no need for too much talk do you understand what i'm saying it's like yeah give me my coins asap or i'm moving and guess what if you're moving you're going to make more because you're moving to an entirely new space mm-hmm. where probably the ripple effect and the news of what you've done with that company has already spread around that industry yeah. or that space and so yeah the regard those other companies are looking at you with is like so high. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's just greed and maybe companies trying to save money. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And and something you said just reminded me of of something that I know happens in people's careers is Mm -hmm. there are times where you do have to take not have to, but you're more willing to take a pay cut for the long-term benefits, right? So think about like a startup situation where you you have so much um, passion about the product. You have so much belief and trust in the potential of this company. And let's say you're one of the founding members. You might not be getting the same paycheck as you might be getting in like a big company, but that's yep. something that you're willing to take for the greater good. Yep. And, I, and I don't think, if anything, I think that's a very, very wise in in a lot of instances like career move because you're thinking Mm -hmm. long-term growth and stuff so so yeah i I do agree i would prefer if a company just flat out says like hey we know we can afford you right now but are you willing instead of making it seem like ah you're asking for a lot yeah i agree um so finally before we go Mm -hmm. can you describe your dream job Ooh, I think my ultimate dream job would be my own company, right? Like Ooh. having a company that is adding a lot of value to the world. I literally treat my employees like as amazing as I can. I'm providing back to my community and not just the mm-hmm. States, but actually Nigeria, not just Nigeria, but Africa as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to like, bring in profits but also be very philanthropic with that and th- mm-hmm. that is my dream job like bringing a lot of value to the world mm-hmm. 
in so many different ways and be able to do that on a daily basis. Like that's my mm-hmm. job. However, corporate America or corporate like nine to five working for someone, my dream mm-hmm. job is still adding value to the world, but in my own little way. So which is why I really like the, the healthcare field that I'm in is because mm-hmm. projects that I work on, like we're genuinely bringing in like innovative products that are going to help healthcare. Mm-hmm. long term the other thing dream job for me is flexibility i think covid has changed my mindset even the whole world around i don't have to go to the office every single day i don't need to see my coworkers every single day i can travel and still mm-hmm. be working so i really need that flexibility mm-hmm. from being honest for my own personal thing i think i can manage like paychecks and stuff sorry pay cuts and stuff and even like a mm-hmm. startup that i'm very passionate about however nine to five corporate America, run me my check. Like (laughs) give me what I deserve to be paid. Cause I do know how at the end of the day, like we are just a cogs, like a a number. Exactly. So I want to be like, run me what I deserve. Milk milk whatever you can (laughs) while you can. They can wake up one morning and be like, yep. Thank you for your service. This department seems exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't so need it anymore exactly. You don't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's mine. How about you? Um, my dream job, simply put, because I don't want to talk too much about it, because I have a lot of dreams. But my <laughs> dream job would be creating a huge and intense amount of value for my community and hopefully the world at -hmm. the same time being happy Mm. in the simplest in a simple and general uh in a simple and general way that's my dream job being happy while i create value for my community and the globe and also making a shit ton of money for it but like Okay, let, let me spin that a little bit because I feel like that was too vague and I, my, my answer was also quite vague. What industry would be your dream to do all of that that Ooh, you just said? Ucha. Ucha. <laughs> three. Can I say three? Can okay, I say, say three? Because tech, entertainment, and sports. Ooh, that is you. Like, tech, on entertainment, the and nailed. sports. Yeah. Tech, entertainment, and sports. Yo, if I can do yeah. that, I do. Yeah. Uh, I'll die a happy man. Like, I'll <laughs> die a happy man. You know? I can definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What what, what industry? What, what space? I think, think mine is one very broad one. It's health and wellness, like, just overall. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. physical health. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. Like, yeah, health and wellness. I think that's that's definitely. My I like opinion. that. I like yeah. that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We have come to the end. Yes. Of another episode of the Adult Puzzle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please, 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 please share with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Like, subscribe on whatever digital streaming platform you're listening to this on and rate us you know give us reviews and yeah share like subscribe do all that and we'll be here with you again same time next week bye guys next week bye guys bye lamide bye lola bye